Yeah, which is the safest thing. A bike? Because you will never have a bike accident. Oh, no, that mm -hmm. you, you cannot ride exactly. a bike. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Good thinking. Well, that's why I don't ride one. Because I'm afraid of living. Life is a pain and you should be afraid. Mm. I hate it. Yeah. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Hey. It's a podcast. Welcome to this podcast. It's a podcast about uh, films. It's called... Mm. Oh, Jesus. Podcast. It's called the podcast. <laughs> that one's definitely not taken. It's yeah, it's not. I love Fuck it. you, mild peril. Ha! Now we're called the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you. We get the most traction now. All the traction. Do you call it traction? Mm-hmm. Okay. Traction. Okay. Um. So this is actually fuck can't kill. It's a fuck podcast. Kill. I've been used to birth. It is the podcast what? that you are listening to right now. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not, then you're not even hearing this. So, so there you go. Mm. Fuck you. Haunt you. Come back and, and listen. You're supposed to say kill you. Kill you. Oh, That's sorry. Freaking oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get that. Ah. I thought you said honk. And I was like, <laughs> what a weird thing to say. And I just decided to go on. I don't know what to do with that bit. Okay. Um, it's a podcast where we talk about films. We do. And then we play a game. Mm-hmm. At the end of the show. The titular game. The titular game. Mm -hmm. So if you're a person who understands information, then you know what the name of the game is. Because mm -hmm. it's the name of the show. If you receive information well. Then you might be you can still it. with us. <laughs> <laughs> if um, you're not, then you might want to try to find a different podcast. <coughs> or get back to school. I'm kidding. You can stay. Well. We'll explain everything to you. <laughs> don't you worry idiot. You fool. We watch this film so you don't have to. So you don't have to watch it, the film. You don't have to watch any of the films that we watch. And you just listen to us explaining them and inserting uh, semen jokes in between the plot points. Mm -hmm. Which is what everybody wants from a podcast. That's what we send out some feedback forms and everyone said my favorite parts, the semen parts. Uh, the semen parts are everybody's favorite parts. Mm -hmm. uh, especially our parents. Mm -hmm. Who are the four listeners of this podcast. <laughs> Or actually think, two. I don't think uh, my parents have ever listened to this. Uh, yeah. I don't it's think... good. My, uh, my mom doesn't listen. My dad listened once. Oh. And he told me, oh, I was surprised that you guys are so... so you have so filthy mouths. And I was like, yeah. <gasps> no, we don't. We're so polite. We never say fuck. I've never said fuck in my or life. Or, or kill. Haunt. Or honk. Or honk. <laughs> we never honk. That's never just honk. rude. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Instead, you should get your head out of the window and scream at the person in front of you to get out of your fucking way. Yeah. That's what you do. Exactly. Honking it's way more polite. Rude. Hey, uh, who are you? Me? Yeah, who uh, are you? I wish I knew. Uh, My name is Abby. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm one of the hosts of this podcast. Oh. What is it. your name? Uh, my um, <clears throat> my name is uh, Machi. Oh, I see. Do you want me to spell that for you? No, thank you. All right. So, this week... We are talking about a film by Mr. David Lynch, mm -hmm. uh, a film called Razorhead. And Mache, Razorhead. It, was, it was bound to happen at some point. Yes. Um, I forgot. I did actually write notes, but I forgot them. Oh, Lost okay. them, in fact. That is fine. I lost the notes. You lost your notes? Mm -hmm. Did your cleaned, dog eat them? Maybe. No, I cleaned my house and in doing so have lost my notes. Okay. Like so. all of your notes? Like the well, whole... they, I write them all in the same place, so yes. Yeah. Oh, no, no, well, no, because I had to start a new notepad. Oh, yeah, so just the new ones. Uh -huh. Okay. Just the ones for this film. Okay, so you did write the notes, you just didn't take them. Yeah, so what use are they? Mm. So uh, what do we do now? What, what can we do about your notes? 
How are we gonna know what happens in this film? You're gonna tell us. Well, uh, okay. And then I do I remember have remember what happened. Do you remember? Vaguely. Do you understand what happened? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's okay. I have the plot here in Wikipedia, and it takes uh, literally four paragraphs to explain what happens in this film because Nothing. one, it's not very long. Mm-hmm. Two, it's not very plot heavy. No. Although it does have a plot. Three, not very good. Uh, that's a big opinion. Not, not, not a good opinion, but... Hey, all opinions are good opinions. Um, uh, we have some kids playing outside our studio. Uh, we should really contact the landlord about yeah, this. Yeah, we should contact security. I can't believe we're paying all this money. For the studio. And now we have kids fucking screaming in the background. Despicable. Um, it's really disrespectful. I, I really... We're putting so much money into this thing, and this uh-huh. is what we have. I this don't know. This is what we got. <sighs> Well, we, we, I guess we have to battle through it. Mm-hmm. I suppose um, so. So, Abby, you, you did not enjoy the film Razor Head? No, I didn't. Why? It Why? It wasn't scary. It was not? No, it wasn't scary. Okay. Wasn't entertaining. Wasn't making any sense. Uh, wasn't nice to look at. I didn't like really anything about it. Okay. This is your first Lynch, right? <clears throat> yes. You've watched like an episode of Twin Peaks. I think we talked about uh-huh. it on the podcast. Yes, wasn't pulled in. Were you were not pulled in? But you, I, I find it hard to believe that you didn't know what to expect from this. What do you mean? Like you knew who David Lynch is, right? Yes. And you knew kind of. No, what... I don't. I didn't know this was his thing. Okay, what did you think David David Lynch's thing was? I don't know. I kind of always confuse him with the guy who's in Talking Heads. David Byrne? He's a musician. They're both called David, and they're both tall white men. It's anybody's guess which one's which. Okay, but I'm not talking about how they look like. I'm just talking about like the, the stuff they make. <laughs> what? How did you confuse maybe, I don't know. David Byrne with David Lynch? Like, I one of them know. makes films, and other makes music. Well, What's the, like, that's the difference. That's I thought the maybe difference. it was all the one person. Okay. All right, I'm just like, you know, because David Lynch is one of those guys that has the <laughs> reputation in the film world even if you're not that into film i always knew he had a reputation but i didn't know this was the specific kind of thing he did okay but didn't he do mulholland drive yes is that also weird fuck yeah (laughs) i thought that was like a rom-com okay you thought mulholland drive was a rom-com yeah i don't are you are you doing a bit or are you no i really (laughs) no i really did you thought mulholland drive was a rom-com yeah something like that i thought it was like an 80s romance movie of some sort well because okay. i consider it in my brain i'm like mulholland drive the breakfast club pretty and pink because it was is, made in the 80s that is wasn't amazing it? uh i think it's early 90s but let me check it that. just sounds like the kind of movie that would be a romance film oh my god i really just want to stop this podcast now and make you watch mulholland drive <laughs> it's 2001 it's not even the 90s i'm oh. sorry uh mulholland drive it's 2001 uh, not even hmm. the 90s. Um, I was wrong about this. Neo-noir mystery film. But um, that's not even like... Calling it a neo-noir is only maybe one-fourth of what that film is. And that is, you know, not enough of an explanation. Like, you can call... Uh, what's the name of that fucking film with uh, Spacey and... With L.A. in the title. What's the name of that? Uh, L.A. Confidential? That's like a neo-noir. Okay. Or is Memento. It- is a new one. You one, love right? talking about Memento. Uh, well, I don't know. I just thought of it when I was high on, on drugs, and now it's in my head. 
Oh my god. On the fucking uh, what you call it? The the plane drug. Yeah, the despicable taking drugs. The, all the time. what's the name of that thing? Vicodin? Crack. I don't know. Crack. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was on uh, high on crack cocaine, <laughs> and I couldn't stop talking about memento. So now it's stuck in my head. But um, see, I'm I, yeah because like I everybody I talk to or like at least in Poland or stuff like that, Lynch was always the weird guy. He was the weird guy that kind of for some reason snuck into the mainstream with stuff like Twin Peaks mm-hmm. and uh, this, Small Hunt Drive. He tricked everyone. I don't know if he tricked anybody. He's a trickster. It felt just like everybody kind of adjusted to his kind of weirdness and accepted it. I didn't. You did not. But he kind of, like, even if you're not that into films, I felt like people knew that, oh, Lynch, he makes those weird fucking films. Those fucking weird, no. surreal things. Parker's friend made him watch Mulholland Drive a while ago. Yeah. And he also wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, Mulholland Drive is one of my favorite films of all time. Eraserhead. And one... I think the first film that actually scared me. The first <clears throat> film that kind of freaked me out. But it's not scary. Out. See, uh, I disagree. I mean, Mulholland Drive is very different than the Razorhead. Uh, but it has the same sort of stuff that I find scary, for sure. So what do you find scary? I find it... So uh, we're, what, about 12 or 13 episodes in, and we're establishing yeah. now what one another finds we scary. We talk about it constantly. We talk <laughs> about what we think is scary a lot. We talk. We have a conversation about this at some point. Oh, that was, that was scary. See? Do you agree? Yes. That was very scary. The child is running. He's doing this to the trees. He's threatening the trees. Oh no, he's gonna beat up the tree. He's like that kid and let so the right one in. Someone talk about a Thunberg. Thunberg? Thunberg. Thunberg? I don't know. Anyway. I did, like, when I um, started watching Lynch, which was at the beginning of my real filmmaking adventure or whatever, when I... Filmmaking. Film watching adventure. <laughs> when I was, like, in junior high school and I was 14, 15, I started watching all this stuff that was, like, more, you know, that I thought was more artistic and more like you know mm. what film was about so i was watching like fincher and boyle mm. and and lynch and lynch was one of Dickhead my big films. uh yeah kind of <laughs> uh good films often very good films but the, yeah the film but the kind kinda... of film that you're like yeah i love these films i'm a dickhead yeah yeah I'm the t- films saying that... this so that you respect me. exactly yeah the, the kind of films that if you're a dickhead you brag about seeing and loving them so much mm. i did um, that enough in film school um, you did that during in film my, school? like during my degree. I had I had enough of the, yeah, I like this film because people will respect me if I say I like this film. What did you like because of that? Huh? Like you, you didn't do it, you say, but you were you had no, enough no, of it. No, no, no. Like in college, I would have yeah. probably played up liking okay. a film more so than I maybe did. Mm. Whereas now okay. I'm like, or or the opposite, being like, yeah, I didn't like that when I did. Okay. Whereas now I'm like, eh, who cares? Okay, well, that's fair. I didn't like it. Fuck you. Yeah, which is fair. And uh, but I did like most of those films. I, there were some that I didn't like that everybody mm-hmm. kind of was on. But uh, yeah, and David was the first guy who kind of freaked me out. I think with Mulholland Drive, and I remember seeing Mulholland Drive for the first time. And uh, my sister was sleepwalking, and she uh, knocked on my door, and I was watching Mulholland Drive. I was freaked the fuck out. Oh, no. I was so scared. Uh, Mulholland Drive is even less of a horror film than than The Razorhead. Mm-hmm. It certainly has a lot more yeah noir elements, a lot more like apparent comedy, like it literally turns into slapstick at some point at some point. Uh, yeah That's 100% weird. and it's got the whole like surreal thing going mm-hmm. on as well with stuff that you know uh, doesn't make sense I guess I don't know you can say it doesn't make sense I think it does but yeah it's like it's not uh, regular plot based mm-hmm. movie stuff but that doesn't surprise me after watching um, yeah. a Razorhead and yeah all of Lynch's films are kind of like that to a different degree 
and they're all they're all pretty great um i don't think there's a lynch film that i don't like at all i have not seen uh dune so i kind of watched everything that lynch made and all of his films are kind of weird except for a film called uh, straight story which is about a guy who drives a lawnmower across america and that's it that's all that happens in that film it's pretty great he goes to find his brother. He's an old guy on the lawnmower. Why is he bringing... Oh, like a lawnmower you sit on. Yeah, like a sit on. Oh, that, that's okay. his only vehicle. Oh. And he hears, I think, that his brother's sick that he hasn't seen in like years and years and years. So he's like, well, okay, here I go. Sweet. He goes on his lawnmower and that's the film. It's pretty okay. great. And the only... And the other like normal kind of Lynch film is The Elephant Man, which is about The Elephant Man. But mm. it is about The Elephant Man, so it, it is kind of weird. I mean, yeah, that's kind of an element, or not an element, but it's like a degree of body horror because it's yeah the uh, real life body horror. Yeah, it's kind of fun because uh, I forgot that Razorhead is pretty much a body horror film. Um, I think when I watched it at Her, the time, that's the whole thing. Yeah, that's, that's kind of whole thing. That's a very big thing in this film. I don't know if the main thing, but definitely a thing. And uh, I think when I watched it, I didn't know what body horror was, so mm. I don't think I even had that in my head. Only later on did I like write what a other... degree on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> what other horror or what other body horrors are there? Well, Cronenberg is the big body horror guy. Yeah, right? Sarah was talking about um, Videodrome. Videodrome is a good one. Pretty much everything that Cronenberg did. Uh, I wrote my thesis on The Brood and Videodrome, and I'd like to do The Brood mm. one day. The Brood is pretty great. Um, yeah, pretty much everything. Even his like later stuff has elements of that. But you know, you can consider stuff like The Thing body horror uh you can consider a lot of the like 50s stuff like the sci-fi things the monster films that's kind of where a lot of the body horror stuff originates and kind of goes into the 80s where it kind of like late 70s 80s where it kind of explodes um so you know stuff like the fly where the guy's starting to turn into the fly i mean in the 50s version it's like (laughs) he literally just has a head of a fly on him that's the thing where's the other one with what's his name jim goldblum Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. That's a David, that's a David Cronenberg film as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the. I haven't actually seen that. Um, it's amazing. We should do it. But bit. that one is more kind of. I've seen like the pictures of it. and It's very yeah. much more. Um, yeah. So intricate. that's the more you know the the body horror that we know now and that we associate with stuff like that. Um, I googled yeah. body horror to try and like think of if I've seen any of them. Um, okay, so according to Google, body horrors. This mm-hmm. is a list, and out of the list, I've seen Raw. Which is apparently a body horror. Yeah, I consider it body horror for sure. Um, I've now seen a razor head, unfortunately. Can't take that back. <laughs> um, I've seen Akira. Oh, I haven't seen Akira. I'd love to see that. It's, um, yeah. It's something. It's definitely body horror. That's for sure. I've seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but like I can't really The original one it. or the 70s one? The, ooh, I think the original one. Uh, yeah, that's one of the first ones. That's like the 50s film that's the uh, real body horror because it's really weird. Even the 50s version, the old version, I think it that, still has that Because it was, it was it. when, it was the communism one, which is the 50s. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're both kind of the communism. Well, yeah, but like it was the one that was actually... Did it have Jeff Goldblum in it? Don't, it was in black and white. That's the 50s version. Yeah. Black Swan, I've seen that. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> not a not a body horror film and a film that's massively it is un- body horror that's the kind of body horror I, I that's the kind of thing that would get me the whole where she peels her nail off yeah <clears throat> that's a fly film. and where things grow out of her back don't like that and uh, Kronos I haven't thing. seen Kronos but I you gave it to I you I gave it to you yeah I was like <laughs> I own it no I didn't I gave it to you um 
Get Out is about anybody horror? No. In what way? Oh, because of the whipping? Because of the no, I think because of the mind thing. It's like somebody else's is like they transpose your brain. I guess I don't know. I wouldn't hmm. consider it the body concept. Horror. I guess I've I never would. seen Human Centipede. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it either. I would love to though. I feel like I kind of want to. Yeah. Um, it fo- like I feel like I kind of have to. It follows. Not a body horror at all. Yeah. I'm not sure why that would be. I mean, it does have a very strong link to Shivers, which is the first David Cronenberg film. But I don't think that that makes it body horror, really. There is one listed here um, that I really would like to see called Killer Condom. Oh, that sounds great. Sounds great. Killer condom. Killer condom. Well, every um, condom is a killer. Remember that, oh. kids. <laughs> don't be putting those on. Don't be putting those on. You're killing all the babies. Killing all the babies. Um. Oh, yeah, Repo. is. I haven't seen Repo. Repo Man? Re- no, Repo Genetic Opera. Oh, that thing, yeah. Suspiria. No. I don't think so either. Um... No, body horror is such a, yeah, I feel like it's a really... fluid term. Yeah. And people apply it to different kinds of shit. Also, I was listening to our latest episode, and this has reminded me to bring it up, um, yeah. where you said something about Poultrygeist being a musical. Poultrygeist. And you thought I, I thought said you were saying Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah. yeah, I know. And I was like... I know. And I know, I know about Poultrygeist, but I haven't seen it, but I know about it. And I was yeah. like, Poltergeist is a musical? <laughs> well, you believed me. I was Well, you said it was, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> But, Since you believe me, I just I was like, yeah, I thought you meant Poltergeist. I didn't actually realize that you understood it as Poltergeist until I was editing, and I yeah, was like, I oh, okay, yeah, because you would have just yeah. corrected it yourself. Because yeah. uh, that's the kind of man I am. <clears throat> yeah, an idiot. I'm here to correct you. Yes, thank you. Because uh, I'm a man, and I know better. You know better. It's true. Uh, yeah, that's just how the world works. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I have pastry on my sleeve. I'm also having a severe allergic reaction to something. Can you believe how All such day. a great job I did with those kids? Now, yeah, Matthew told some kids to fuck off. I'm so happy. And also, they're going to be back. They're going to be running they around. Will. Which is... Fine. I'll probably dent their fucking jizz over my windows or something like that. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm always like, I don't know what the children are like. Maybe they'll attack me. Uh, I usually don't engage at all. but mm. And I don't care. Um, yeah, you wouldn't care if you weren't... But we're recording some, a yeah. podcast, yeah. And you're here and I want to make myself look like a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you did and it I'm straight fading. away afterwards. was like, that took me a lot of courage. Yes, exactly. It's a really good way to make yourself See? a man, but with emotions. <laughs> <laughs> what are those? Whoa. What a combination. Yeah. The world hasn't seen that yet. What a concept. Yeah. Okay, we've been recording for 40 minutes. The film is called The Razorhead. Um, and it's a body horror film. It's and horror. I love body horror. And, oh, we were talking about why I think it's scary. Well, uh, coming back to my Lynch story that I was talking about half an hour ago. I um, find stuff that's surreal and out of place and hard to explain a lot scarier than regular genre stuff because mm-hmm. it's very it's not even like predictable but it's within the realms of reality that i can understand and explain to myself mm-hmm. while when i was watching especially mulholland drive for the first time and the film starts and a lot of weird shit happens and then we start having the film for the for the whole duration of the film i'm just like what the fuck is going to happen next? Like, that, anything can happen. It can be something weird and, like, out of place. And I don't know, like, the little stuff always triggers me. In the Razorhead, it's usually... Um, well, Razorhead is also very funny, which is, like, what most Lynch films are. But it, those are the little shots that kind of point to, like, a, some a difference. I, I hate that shot when uh, he, he takes the temperature of the baby... He goes away and then comes back and the baby's covered in, like, those weird cysts or whatever. Yeah, it's got, like, chicken pox. That scares the fuck out of me. Uh, the dinner scene is scary for me. The little the chickens scene, are scary. Yeah, the dinner scene was horrible. Uh, that's 
scary as fuck to me personally. I don't know. Something about it just makes me shiver. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's scary. That's that's what I find scary about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if I, what I find scary. I think I might be really <laughs> fucked up. I'm not sure. <laughs> Do you think that film made you question your being? But I'm not trying to think about what I would find scary in general. What's a film you find scary, Abby? I don't know. It's a horror podcast. Like, I get frightened by jump scares and things like that, but... But that's a quick. That's like... That's Whoa. a... But that's a... that's a, Yeah, it's like, that happens to everybody. It's a reaction, yeah. I don't know what I actually find scary. And maybe I don't find anything scary. I think my imagination can go lots of places, so... Yeah, sure, but... That's why, like, body horror... There's nothing really everything against body horror. Yeah. Um, Like, I definitely didn't enjoy the scene... With the chickens. But I didn't, like, I wasn't like, oh, I need to look away. Oh, I don't want to watch. You yeah, know, yeah. It, was, it was more just like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is this? But I wasn't scared of it. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't go to bed like, oh, no, what am I going to do? You know, I was like, good night. And I rolled over. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Well, me too, because I don't care anymore. <laughs> but, but, uh. But that was my first time watching it. And yeah. I wasn't super affected by it. Which I don't... is fine. I mean, this is a film from 79, like. I mean, yeah. I and find it's been it... wildly influential I and copied. It... I find it pretty hard to find anything from before the 90s scary even okay. probably the 90s because it's just never really like realistic enough yeah for me to be frightened by it so you needed the other way so you needed to be realistic for for you to find it scary. maybe but i'm also like i'm because i guess i'm good with surrealism like i enjoy surrealism yeah um but i sometimes i feel like there's surrealism for the sake of surrealism okay I'm like what the point what's the point okay and like, you felt that way with this kind of i think okay. so like everything was okay. just like why is this happening what's the point Okay. And I guess maybe there wasn't a point and that's fine. But it I wasn't, think there was. wasn't for me. I don't know. But I think I think the body horror for me, the body horror that would like unsettle and scare me is the realistic body horror because I'm like yeah. I can feel that in my body. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Like I can't watch that body horror and be like, "Oh shit, the little weird alien baby has this has chickenpox." That's so scary because like I'm never going to see or experience that. Probably. Well, you're going to experience that with a normal baby, which is, you know, again, what's the difference, you know? Well, um they don't look like sperms. But the mutant, the, well, they mutant like babies? Sperms. 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 Oh. The mutant babies? You mean the... Sp- yeah, they're like spermy things. Yeah, they're sperms I, I with the head of the baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, great. Like, but yeah, for me, it's like I watch, like, as I said, the likes of Black Swan. Yeah. Where she has a hangnail and it peels like her whole nail off or like... That's, a, that's, that's from The Fly. Okay, well, I haven't seen The Fly and I've seen Black Swan. Yeah. Fucking Black Swan. And it was, Everybody's so... Oh, sorry. Okay, I, don't, I, don't, I, think, I don't even like Black Swan yeah. that much. But, you know, I watch that thing and be like, oh. Yeah. I watch, like, people getting... And again, I'm not, like, in real life... I'm not scared of needles or, like... Yeah. I've gotten blood taken quite a few times. Yeah. All that kind of thing. But watching people, like, inject things into them. Yeah. Like, watching people inject drugs or that kind yeah. of thing in a movie scares me. It's watching someone, like, get blood or a needle in them wouldn't frighten me if it was, like, extracting something. Yeah, gotcha. It's the like, this is going in and it's not supposed to be there. So it's yeah. things that I'm like, I can experience that. Okay. That so scare me more. Body horror, I would say, usually, or I would say in the most classical sense, starts with something like this. So a mm-hmm. tangible fear about your body or something happening to your body that would happen to you. And that that fear is elevated to like absurd levels of horribleness. Mm. But usually. when it's escalated to the, the absurd thing, I'm like, oh, well then. 
I mean, Razorhead is not a very classical body horror film. It just, yeah. like, you would call it a body horror because it has a lot of bodily things that are kind of weird. I would yeah. still say it's mostly like a surreal experience yeah, more than anything it's, else. It's a, yeah, it's an experience. Yeah, and body horror films are, you know, not necessarily uh, surreal. Mm-hmm. They're usually more, like, attuned to science fiction stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's such a broad genre, but, like, you know, The Fly is definitely more science fiction than, mm-hmm. than surreal. But it's kind of like, it's, it's not even that it makes me, it's not even that it scares me. Yeah. It just makes me, I can, like, feel it. I'm like, ow. Yeah, exactly. And but that's not, what, that's the fear I have. Yeah, it's unsettling rather than yeah. scary for me. I mean, yeah, but I, I would find that feeling what, what affects me the most. Because, yeah, what, people will say they're scared of, like, what, a ghost or a jump scare. I don't find that particularly scary. Mm-hmm. I like to feel it. I like to have it, like, relate to something that's real. Not necessarily realistic, but real for me, like... The fear of having a child, the fear of being <laughs> diseased, the fear of being alone and dead, mm. stuff like that, uh, yeah. which is what Cronenberg is all, all about. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like, um, the last film that scared me in cinema was a body horror film from Japan called Tetsuo. Um, oh, that's like based off Akira, because Tetsuo is a character from oh, Akira, yeah. as far as I know. Exactly. So um, Tetsuo, I'm trying to find where it came, when it came out. That film... It's 89, the Iron Man. Did you see it in 1989? No, I saw it uh, (laughs) later, when I was alive. When I was already born, because then I was not yet born. Um, So I saw it on a cult film festival at a screening. I went with a girl I liked, and I was like... She was also like on the festival, we were volunteering. We were like, let's go see this film, cool, let's hang out together. And I, halfway through the screening, I was like, maybe I need to leave. Tatsuo is about a guy who turns into a robot. That's the film. I, I think it's... He turns into, like, a metal thing. Okay. And he doesn't turn into, like, a metal thing that's very, like, small. He turns into a massive metal thing. Ooh. There's no reason to it. It's just what happens in the film. It just gradually becomes more and more cyber for some reason. I don't even remember. Oh it's so upsetting to me. There's so many, like, instances of his body just deforming into weird metal things. It is disgusting and scary is it like the santa claus i've never seen is the that. santa claus a body horror yes. well santa I'm sure claus it is. i've horror. never seen it never seen santa claus it's where he tim allen just gradually morphs into santa that's he definitely body up, horror he that's... wakes up and he's like i'm fat now what that's he's classic got body horror, a big old beard and then he shaves it off and he's like grand and then he looks back and it's back already uh that is body horror we should really watch it next christmas yeah yeah it's really frightening plus but... he kills a guy to be fair Oh. He kills Santa. Great. Let okay. Here's the plot: a, me- <laughs> a metal fetishist, fetishist, a metal fetishist, driven mad by the maggots wriggling in the wound he's made to embed metal into his flesh. That's the first. That's not even the first sentence. Runs out into the night and is accidentally run down by a Japanese businessman and his girlfriend. The pair dispose of the corpse in hopes of quietly moving on with their lives. However, the businessman soon finds that he is now plagued by a vicious curse that transforms his flesh into iron. 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 <laughs> I don't remember that. I just remember the guy fucking turning into this weird fucking mm. thing and me being like, do I need to leave? Because I'm feeling <laughs> terrible. Oh. Great film. <laughs> Very good film. Would love to see it again. So, um, Eraserhead is not like that. I think, I think I've worked it out, actually. Yeah. I think what scares... I think the ghosts scare me. I think that the mm-hmm. supernatural scares me. Gotcha. And the reason I'm saying that is number one, it's like a it's a it's a thing, it's it's a thing that I don't know. 
As in, okay, so it's a concept yeah. that I can say, yeah, I think that is real. I think that spirits and ghosts or whatever yeah. are probably real. Yeah. But I have no tangible evidence. I've never experienced it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's supernatural. So that's kind what of kind of gets It's you. like, because number one, that, and the, the whole thing of like, it's sort of tangible. Number yeah. two, I am, I have very rarely been willing to watch supernatural films. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Because I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. All right. Yeah, that's the thing. As in, and it's because the thing is, I suppose with horror films, it's not like I'm going to watch it and during it be like screaming the whole time. Yeah. It's more of the when I go to bed that night and I'm sitting alone in my dark bedroom and I'm like, oh. and I feel like I can, I would watch a movie with a ghost. Yeah. And be like, whoa, but I think I need to start watching them because I like to be scared. Yeah, we didn't do a lot of ghost stuff. We should do some ghost stuff maybe uh, yeah. coming up. Uh, there are some ghost films I like a lot, but again, I am not very scared of the supernatural because I don't believe in any supernatural mm-hmm. things. I believe like, you know, I don't know, like a house or a place can have like memory and you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's all like evaporates, but I don't believe in ghosts or supernatural things or anything like that. I think what often scares me is like conspiracy theories about like, I don't know, if I watch a YouTube video about conspiracy theories. Oh, like what, faking the moon landing and you're scared that you no, would not, the no, moon not landing? No, <laughs> not that kind. So like I watched one I'm, and I'm like, I can't talk about it because they'll find me and they'll kill me. Oh, so we can't talk about what? No, but like, you know, those ones where they're like, oh, it's these people and they go and then they, the person's dead. You mean like the Illuminati or? No, maybe. I don't know. I can't explain it. Okay. Um... It's those kind of things that are I get the, the thing. Head. Yeah, I get like, the thing. Ugh. Because conspiracy theory is usually, um, well, they feed upon like your most basic instincts of. of <laughs> your uh, most basic instincts of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was really. That was timing. a very basic instinct. Thank you. Yeah. That was really good timing. Um, your like very basic instinct of everybody's trying to trick me. They're definitely lying to me. There's something yeah, wrong about it. Deception. I have a bad feeling. The world is against me. Yeah. They're trying to fucking, you know. Yeah, it's it's that kind of... it's Yeah, it's sort of the the concept of, like, that's a kind of a viable idea. That, yeah. like, there's a guy out there who just wants to find you and kill you. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty... I think that I've got a lot of problems. Well, we all do. Psychologically, so... We all have problems, and that's what horror films are about and for. And uh, I think they're helpful, but, you know, horror films are about the things that we're scared of and the things that are not well with us maybe and yeah. that's why i like them because i like to embrace that and... yeah i like that's the thing i like being scared yeah but i suppose because i've watched so few like supernatural films that i'm scared to be actually scared okay well that's all right um we'll think of something i'll do it uh, next, no but not i mean, next week i want to so, yeah we'll think of something uh all right let's uh, talk about razorhead no no, you don't have your notes, so... I don't have my notes. I remember at you one want, point... You want some of my notes? No, thank you. I remember at one point I wrote, ah, Mache. <laughs> in my notes. No, that film made you think of me. That's so sweet. Was it when you saw The Mutant Baby? <laughs> no, it was just in general. I was like, ah, Mache, what if you made me watch? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I for, so, yeah, let's describe the plot to the children. All right. Here's the no, first... go outside to the children. Oh, to the children. Yeah, yeah, them. Them. yeah I'm sure they'd love that. <laughs> they did not respond to me when I told them to fuck off. They were looking at me like, <laughs> big guys. Of you were a scary man and they were little children. Do I, do I look scary? You're a man mm. and uh, you have a beard. Okay, and you're taller than them. So they're like, ah. Maybe the fact that I was 
I had my baseball bat in one hand, maybe scared him off a little bit. Yeah, I think it could, yeah, it could have been the gun. When you, the when gun, you caught yeah. the shotgun, that was kind of scary. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't do that next time. No. Um, well, anyways, the, the plot of... the cock instead. What? Cock? Shotgun the cock instead. Shotgun the cock instead. Instead of, instead of cock the shotgun. Shotgun, shotgun the, the cock. cock. Well, I'm definitely not going to do that in front of children. No. So, uh, here's the plot of Razorhead. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to read you the first sentence of the Wikipedia uh, okay. plot summary. The man in the planet pulls levers in his home in space, while the head of Henry Spencer floats in the sky. A giant spermatozoon-like creature emerges from Spencer's mouth, floating into the void. The man in the planet appears to control the creature with his levers, eventually making it fall into a pool of water. It says spermatozoon as though I'm... Yeah. That's what I'm thinking when I watch that film. I say, ah, there's a spermatozoon. Oh, spermatozoon. I thought it was cerebral cortex mixed with uh, mm. the nervous system. Oh. Okay. That is what I thought it was until I googled the oh, film. Really? It told me it was that's a spermatozoon. Because it I, came out of his mouth. The cerebral cortex is like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your brain. Yeah. And then the... It, like your, that, then I thought it was like your spine was the tail thing. Like, yeah, but like you have to have the context of the later film to kind of get that because yeah, at the beginning you don't know what that thing is, but then you're like, oh, it has the head of the baby and it's got this wiggly tail, so I guess it's a sperm. I didn't think logic was going to apply to this film. It does quite a bit. It's a weird <laughs> film. Everybody always puts up this film as like, oh, it's this weird fucking film. You won't understand a thing. I think it's very easy to like understand the gist of Razorhead. It's not complicated. It's pretty basic. It's a pretty basic film. It's more emotional than anything else. Like, mm. it's, you know, I think the feeling behind it is very easy to identify. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like a bunch of random things. I don't think how anybody can say that. Yeah, I mean, I studied drama and drama often, more. I almost feel more so than film. Like theater has so much weird surrealism yeah going on like i've seen a lot of weird plays yeah that what did they make sense no there are staged weird like this gave me play vibes it was staged like i felt like it was one stage yeah like i knew because they filmed it in a lot yeah Yeah, i knew what the stage was you know so it reminded me of a play it reminded me of surreal plays great i I love a little bit of surrealism like we were in ireland you know there's beckett and all this kind of stuff you know which is there's a lot of surrealism in the irish theater community and i'm into it but i just wasn't into this that's fine um but yeah, essentially the beginning of this film is just like this visual, uh, little visual intro with a planet and a weird guy with diseased mouth pulling some levers in the house. He has a diseased mouth? Yeah, he's like covered in weird is shit. Is he not covered in like, I thought he was covered in ice. I thought he was like frozen. I thought it was like, kind of like a fungus because mm, maybe. they all like have this thing that's growing in their house under the radiator and Mold? on the, yeah, like a moldy thing. And the lady in the radiator... We're going to go back to it, obviously. But she also has that kind of fungus thing. Mm. And her and the man the planet seem to be connected in some way. And I think yeah. he's got some stuff as well. So I thought it was fungus or, or something like Makes that. Sense. The film kind of is moldy. in black and white. For the film is in black and white. Very cheaply made. Lynch's first film. Uh, obviously a very uh, hard production to go through with. So. Uh, nobody wanted to give money for it. All this kind of stuff. I wonder why. Lynch had a baby, obviously, when he was making it right before. Why is that obvious? Well, what, what, is, what is the film about? The film is about having a baby. Why? But that's not obvious that he obviously had a baby before. I yeah, sure, he that. didn't have to, but like, yeah, yeah, he had a family. <laughs> he like, did it the, for research. The big purposes. thing in Lynch was Lynch was an artist and he wanted to be a painter, 
Oh. And but he like kind of didn't connect. I watched the whole documentary, and that was a while ago. So I'm not gonna try to like recap the whole thing because mm-hmm. there's a lot, and I don't remember. But he did have a family, and he was trying to make this film, his mm-hmm. artsy, weird, surreal fucking film about him having that family mm-hmm. and the fear he had. Well, he... So it's reactive. So it's very reactive, but at the same time, it's like he has to take care of his family, but he wants to make that film that probably is not going to make any money, that's mm-hmm. not going to get him anywhere, which didn't happen. It got him in a lot of places. But there's this dichotomy. I think you can feel the struggle in that film of like, I just want to make it, but like it's so like outside of my life like he should be taking care of his family and doing this and doing Mm. this but he that this is such a like a film that like to me feels like he just needed to do it it's so like he just poured out like his like all his stuff in his head into this thing and it's this i mean it's interesting context that he had a baby before it makes sense yeah sure um yeah, so we start with this. There's a lot of like camera going into a hole. There's a lot of holes. <laughs> so uh, many holes in this film. A lot of holes in this film. <laughs> uh, holes in planets, holes in houses. The camera goes through a hole. Mm. Uh, a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, which is obviously about sex. <gasps> about the fucking... Disgusting. Um The opening scene gave me like... Um... What's that film? Um, it came... The, Mel- the George Melier one. Uh, Journey to the Moon? Yeah, it gave yeah, like the, vibes of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure it was in some way inspired by. Yeah. Uh, sure. So it does have that. And then we go into uh, Henry's actual life. Mm-hmm. So Henry lives in a place. We're pretty sure about that. He lives somewhere for sure. He lives uh, in an apartment block. And the sexy lady lives across the way. And the sexy lady lives across the way from him. Other than that, we don't see anybody else in the in the complex. Feels deserted. That sexy lady um, yeah. was in Orange is the New Black. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. She I'm played, glad that she's still around. She played an old inmate. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Yeah. Very happy for her. Um, so, yeah, it seems to be deserted. We don't see other people like on Henry's way. Because he kind of wanders around this... Uh, industrial landscape i would call it it looks like a factory or like different Mm. parts of a factory which i guess is his world he walks around it there's nobody around him nobody there uh there are like sounds of dogs and shit uh in the background but other than that he seems to be alone and the apartment complex we see the lady that lives next door to him but other than that nobody else there uh there is mail though for a lot of people. <laughs> so I yeah. guess it is presumed that there are people living there. I guess so. Um, Maybe they've all been gotten by the mold. Yeah. Uh, but it's got this feeling. I don't know. It's got a very specific feeling once you see Henry. And there's quite a bit of him just like kind of walking around to set the tone of the place. Yeah. And it feels scary. <laughs> it's very isolated. It's very... Um, yeah, it's a... Sl- like it's a... I really didn't know where the film was going to go. Yeah. The, like, kind of introductory part is long. It is. It takes and a while. And there's no information really provided. It's not like there's a lot of information there's later. There's a lot of information. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, exactly. But there's like, you're kind of like, where is this going? Yeah. Um, and where it's going is that he goes home and the lady next door tells him, uh, hey, uh, your uh, girlfriend, Mary, called. She wants you to come over to dinner to her place. Mm. And he's like, uh... <laughs> Which implies that he doesn't want to go. Yeah, because he had looked at a picture of her. Uh, he's got a torn picture of her in his, um, 
pocket. Like, no, it's not in his pocket. He got he has it stored somewhere. But anyways, yeah. it's torn in half. It was interesting when um when we first introduced to her is that he so he has the ripped picture, the toy yeah. picture. And the first time we see her in real person y She's like poking her head out a window, and the window has a curtain on it, and you can yeah. just see her like hurt the top of her, and it basically looks like a torn picture. It's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's I liked the that bit. that's good. <laughs> so the establishment is it's a pretty normal situation. He's about to go to have dinner with his girlfriend's parents, uh, which is scary. Mm. It's a scary thing you have to do in your life. It is Sometimes parents. more than once, you know. I like that whole thing of most horror films begin with like a very normal, like minute thing that you would do, mm-hmm. and kind of escalates into something crazy. This even doesn't escalate that much. Like the dinner is just the dinner is not normal. What do you mean? It's just what happens. And you go have dinner with people you don't know, you didn't know before. Mm. Yeah, true. Um, okay, so he goes there. <laughs> he goes to Mary's house. Mary didn't talk to him for a while. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of awkwardness between them. Uh, he doesn't know how to behave. Uh, but he does go in and, uh, like, yeah, to kind of have dinner with everybody and stuff like that. The dialogue is very John Waters-like. It's nice. Ugh. It's very uh, dry. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, read off the page. Are you not going to talk about when she has a seizure? Well, that's in a while. No, that happens before the dinner. Yeah, but I'm talking about like the dialogue. They're already oh, talking like before the. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so the dialogue gave me like John Waters vibes and just how everybody's like playing it very straight, uh, but also yeah, very dry, mm-hmm. very non-emotional, which is a thing with Lynch that he does a lot. Um, and then he, well, Mulholland Drive is a very specific case where he tells every actor for like most of the film to act like they're fucking. In a fifties commercial, <laughs> which is an artistic decision Effective, for sure. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, I'm sure, why a lot of people have problems with because right? <laughs> it is very weird. Um, but, but that's kind of the same thing here. It's like you know, it's not supposed to be very realistic, mm-hmm. uh, and nobody's trying to do that, so no. they don't really interact as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing I just remembered yeah. is that. The like Henry's appearance mm-hmm. is is really interesting. So he's yeah. got mad hair. Uh, he's got David Lynch hair. Is that David Lynch hair? Yeah. I see. He's got mad hair. Yeah. And he also is wearing a pocket protector. Is he? Yeah. It's a pocket. Pocket protector, protector is a thing nerds traditionally like I've never seen one in real life, but it seemed to be a thing in America. Like you'd always in like say by the Bell and stuff, the nerds have pocket protectors. Mm. So in their shirt pocket, they would have that. And then in the pocket protector, you put your pens so it was that the ink didn't. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he does have one. Yeah, his appearance reminded me. His appearance reminded me of um, Marit or no, yeah, Marit from Spring Awakening, the okay. musical. And right. I wonder if it was in any way inspired by, like, Maybe. as in if the musical was inspired by his appearance. Weirdly, a razor had, I mean, weirdly, a razor had had a really big impact on stuff. And mm-hmm. I saw, like, uh, music videos that are referring to it, and generally, like, that kind of look, especially the hair, is something that kind of uh, I think resonated in culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of Lynch stuff kind of did, you know. Uh, I guess Twin Peaks the most, because it was such a mainstream success, uh, which is so weird as well. <laughs> This is how I actually did a lot of my essays uh, in college where I would Google something. Mm -hmm. I would Google... Because here's the thing about um, 
college essays. Yeah. I would come up with something. Mm-hmm. My um, my thing that got me through like English class and everything was that like I can look at something and be like, oh, that's what that means or that's what that is or that's what maybe they were saying or you could interpret this from that. And then the teacher would be like, Abby, what the fuck? And I'd be like, yeah, that's my thing. But in college, you come up with those things, but then for some reason you then need to go prove someone else said it. That was how it was in the beginning where they'd be yeah. like, you need to say everything. And I'm like, but I came up with it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I often would do things where I would Google phrases and then go to Google Books and hope that that phrase was on a page that was available. Okay. So like you might have two or three pages in a page on Google Books as the preview. Yeah. And I would just use that and then pretend I'd had loads of different sources. Life hack, kids. Okay. Well, Um, if you need it. Google Books has some previews. Hopefully that was just the beginning of college because later on you're just supposed to like maybe compare things. Yeah. At the start there was, well for us it was never really, you could do comparisons but it was usually just like kind of observations and like taking oh, yeah. a theme and being like that's what's happening here okay but then eventually i got to the point where i was confident enough in what i was saying that i was like listen this is what i'm saying i yeah. don't need to cite it because i'm saying yeah. it but at the start it was that fear of plagiarism and it being yeah, like exactly. well if someone else came up with it then what uh, um, well yeah if you're writing like a like a thesis or something that actually has you know research value then yeah you have to read everything well no all of my things had research value it was like the point yeah. Uh, which makes sense because if you are actually going to work at a university or do stuff like that yeah you do have to do it because we had like um i don't know if it's the same for you what you uploaded i think to turn it in which was a website that had a plagiarism yeah there's a plagiarism which which those are broken and all that kind of shit but you know um, (laughs) but anyway sorry so yeah i found this from a book about the musical spring awakening so spring awakening is a musical it's really really great i think you'll probably like it if you haven't seen it already i have not seen it i'd love to Um, see it it's excellent there's loads of sex Ooh, so I love that. Dying. Nice. So there's angry adults. Good. There's some titties. Nice. It's good music. I went to see Spring Awakening in, I believe, the Helix Theatre. Okay. Um, When I was a teenager. I think I was probably 16 or 17 or something. It's a yeah. really angsty musical. Okay, cool. Um, it's by Duncan Sheik. Nice. But it is, when I went to see it, two old people in front of me, they, when the interval happened, they left and never came back. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so it's good. That uh, kind of that's good. I like it. Um, But it's really, really good. It's based off of a play. It's a German play, I think. Um, and the themes are all the same. Like, there's abortion and everything. It's great. Yeah. Um, but so it's a musical based off of all that. So it's good. But, so it says, In the Expressionist orig- original, the Marx we meet in the blank is largely an aspect of Melchior's feeling a proje- projection. I t- blanked out something because it was a spoiler. <laughs> but, okay. But for us, he was still our gangly eraser head. So they definitely got his appearance yeah, from... Sure. So I'll show you a picture of them. Okay. I will decide. Okay. The children are really not happy with it. They don't like Razorhead, I guess. No. Marge. Shouldn't have watched it. Fucking little babies. I know. It's really mold off. But he's like... <laughs> <laughs> well, they are playing a horror film thing, kind of, I guess. They're screaming. They are screaming a lot. It's um, a fucking thing with kids in Ireland. They are fucking crazy. Yeah. Kids in Ireland? I don't know what's wrong. We're insane. Yeah. Um, it's such a thing, though. It's such a big thing everywhere. Where screaming? You know, no, kids that are fucking misbehaving. In Poland, it's not a big deal. Like, kids are not running around like that in Poland. Really? It's not a thing. No, no. Why? Because they're uh, busy working. Yeah, exactly. You have to, <laughs> who else is going to work in the factory? Six, get in exactly. the factory, bitch. That's how it goes, you know. Uh, very different, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is how they style his hair all the time. This was the original boy. Um, I'm trying to find a good picture. I think I found one. Da, 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 da. 
that him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Inspired, yeah. And that's how they always style his hair. So, like, there's another one. Yeah. It's, like, sure. always sticking up. Well, you can Google David Lynch where you're at it and look at his hair because it's kind of the same. Yeah, I've seen his hair. Yeah. David Lynch. I, get, I don't know how it looks right now, but he definitely had, like, he was rocking similar types of hair. There's one that says David Lynch death. And it's like, he's not dead yet. He is not dead. This is... He made a fucking 18... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> he made an 80... Uh, hour-long TV series uh, like two years ago or a year ago so he's oh. doing okay <laughs> he's he's all right he, he seems to be doing okay and he works see look they're not dissimilar that's David Byrne yeah I know that's David Byrne they're not dissimilar my friend met David Byrne in a cafe oh amazing yeah oh, I'd love to he was David. just chilling he was just like reading or something yeah sure and she went up and he was like hello he is uh I think he's got like some uh he's on the like spectrum of Autism? Yeah, that I don't think sense. autism. Like, I, I'm probably sure it's like more like Asperger's or something like that. I don't know. It's is, a, is Asperger's, Asperger's not a thing. Asperger's anymore? is a version of autism, yeah, yeah. but so, it's like, yeah, Asperger's was often associated more with women. Yeah, um, that like women oh, mainly okay. had it rather than yeah. men. So yeah, I think he's somewhere there. So he's a little bit awkward, even like on stage and stuff like that. But he's such a great man. He mm-hmm. seems like a very nice guy. Very nice he's guy. been in the new John Mulaney uh, special. The, the oh, sack. have you watched it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sack Lunch. Yeah, Sack Lunch. But yeah, I like that a lot. I want to yeah. watch it. He's there. Yeah. He, he's, he's, one of the, he's one of the cameos. It's nice. Um, anyway, that was a diversion. That was a, a diversion half. of diversions. So there was uh, a lot of children speaking. Yeah, a lot of children. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hectic day, you know. Mm, boys. Uh, oof. Loud boys. I need to respond to my father's text, but keep talking. Okay. So yeah, so we have this, and the he comes into the house to have dinner with them. Uh, the first thing that happens is he comes down, sits on the sofa, and tries to have a conversation with the mom. Uh, and Mary gets a weird spasm attack on the sofa. Yeah. Uh, which goes unnoticed mostly. Yeah, it's literally never revisited. <laughs> much. Uh, she has like a seizure. She has pretty much a seizure. Uh, she's a very nervous lady. Mm-hmm. She's a very nervous lady uh, for uh, reasons that we don't know yet, but she is uh, freaked the fuck out. Uh, and yeah, there's the mom who's just creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that Henry is on vacation. <laughs> he's currently on vacation, uh, but is he works thing? at the fa- yes, he's on vacation, I but see. he works in the factory and he's a printer. Uh, that's his job. He has a normal job at a place uh, in this world with no people in it. Um, uh, and he's on vacation right now. I don't know why. <laughs> it does not explain why he's on vacation. And then the dad comes in and is like, "Hey, we're gonna have some nice small chickens." Everybody's like, okay, cool, small chicken, not a, not a big deal. Cool. Well, they're like stuff. man-made chickens. Um, yes. Mm. Uh, but that's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, there's also a grandma. Uh, grandma sits mm. in the kitchen on it's the chair. uncertain if she's alive or not. Uh, uncertain if she's alive or uh, what's wrong with her. She mm. doesn't do anything. She doesn't move. The mom is cooking, I guess. Yeah. She's stirring and she brings it over to the grandma who's just sitting there and like stirs it with her. With her hands. Um, and then lights a cigarette and puts it in the grandma's mouth. Which is very funny. And the grandma's literally just sitting there with a cigarette. With a cigarette. Mouth. Yeah. Doesn't smoke it because no. we She's don't know. possibly it. dead. She is like the grandma in Resident Evil 7. Um, I haven't seen that. For you video I've game seen... nerds. That's a game. That's oh, the game. game. Okay. That's a video game. Yeah, that's a joke for you nerds. Um... Yeah, so that's kind of how they prepare the dinner, and then then they're having dinner, just the four of them, without the grandma, and uh, they have little small, small nice little chickens, small nice little chickens, very sweet, mm. and uh, Henry is asked to cut the chicken, 
And uh, as he starts to cut the chicken, blood starts pouring out of the chicken's ass. It's not its ass. It's actually it's a... the opposite end. Oh, sorry. Is it? Or is maybe it's the same end. But no, it's out of the like little thing. So this is horrible. Yeah, it's describe. pretty, pretty no, this, terrible. This is just horrible as yeah. in general to talk about chicken yeah. and describe this part. It's the <sighs> hole where the all the organs were taken out. Yeah, yeah the hole they made in the chicken. Yeah. And that thing starts bleeding... Or like it's like this weird kind of blackish even substance. It's very well. It's black thick. and white, so it's hard. Yeah, for us but to like tell what it, it doesn't even is. look like when because there's a very cl- close close up on the chicken. Yeah, and it's bubbling. And it's bubbling, and it's like oh, it's I disgusting. would it's imagine thick. it's red, but it, yeah, it looks like super. Once it kind of pans it's out, viscous. it looks yeah. Once it pans like once this, you see the whole plate, it looks like blood. But once you're in, when you're inside the chicken, it feels weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird to be inside the chicken. Yeah, it does feel weird to be inside the chicken. And uh, while the chicken does it, the mom, I think, enjoys herself. Or she something has an happens. orgasm, and then it like dissolves into her being incredibly upset. Yeah, she has some sort of a thing happening to her where she is. Uh, she's just got her tongue out. And she's like, yeah, yeah, she does that that uh, that and thing. It's really, for me, I was just watching, it and I'm like, what the fuck? And everybody else is not acknowledging this at all. No, they're uh, like, oh yeah, mom's coming. Uh, Henry's just tried to cut that chicken. <laughs> I guess he stopped, which is he bleeding. He just stops. He's he, just he's, he's pretty upset, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and then the mom leaves. That scene is fucking weird. It makes me feel weird. Yeah. It's great. I and love then, it. And then I think Mary leaves crying. Yeah. Everybody another cries. door. Yeah. And then the dad. I guess, I think maybe says something. Yeah. And then they have a little conversation. Yeah. Stares at Henry with a big, weird, creepy smile. Mm-hmm. And then Mary emerges yeah. and is like go talk to mom or something i think the the dad asks him hey henry what do you know and henry says i don't know much of anything oh and then yeah. they stare at each other mm. which is kind of sweet honestly actually i'm not sure that it is well you know <laughs> it's a it's such an awkward situation uh, that you have to be in at some point in your life where you go to see uh Me. the parents, parents yeah yeah of your significant other and I kind of get that, you know, you could see that situation as something like this, you know, in your head and trying to process it and, you know, making it into art, something like this comes out because that's kind of how you were feeling. Yeah. Uh, and it does have those little elements of like, you're having a conversation with the dad and the dad asks you to do this and it's like more of a guy to guy or whatever or... Well, I've never experienced that. Yeah, but like, it's, it's stuff like I can that. Imagine. Like little stuff that kind of goes into this bigger surreal experience that makes it more tangible. Mm. Um I never had a dinner that was this bad, but I did have a very bad dinner with uh, parents of my girlfriend. Oh, no. Uh, where the uh, dad did not talk to me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jesus, why? Uh, I think, well, I was like 15. I think he was um, just like uh, refusing to acknowledge me as a boyfriend. Good. Probably. <laughs> um it was very awkward oh that is awkward very weird Ooh. I didn't get along that well with her mom I mean we were okay but not like very well but with the dad it was just like I wonder Whoa. why you're not still together uh many reasons let's not get into that <laughs> I mean if you want to uh, but uh that was years ago mm. and uh long long time ago 10 years ago is that actually 11 uh, years yeah, yeah that's insane we're so old we are quite old yeah Ugh. uh she was great though I hope she's okay uh, I think she's engaged. She might get married. She was. Uh, she liked yeah. Jesus. She was a Jesus oh, uh, lady. That's why they didn't like you. They could see the sin. Nah, nah. They could see the sin. They were. They were nice. They, they weren't like you know crazy. Uh, Maybe she's people. gonna they were listen. Just it. No, I don't think so. I don't think she's gonna listen. You're backtracking. 
So uh, that was my <laughs> personal life. So they have a little talk with the dad. The mom comes back, and I think she just kind of takes him away for a conversation one to one. That conversation is the one where she tells him, "Listen, Mary has a baby, uh, and you're gonna get married with her and take care of the baby." And then she um, suckies on his neck. She suckies on his neck. That's great. <laughs> She wants a little bit more of that chicken fun. Ugh, she wants true. to go back to that, you know. Um, she also asks him continuously whether he had sex with her daughter. Yeah, that's the and, first thing. She's yeah, like, did yeah. you have intercourse with my daughter? And he doesn't want to talk about it. And he's like, ugh. Yeah. And it's really unclear if he did, mm-hmm. to be honest. And then Mary comes in yeah. and is like, hell yeah. And then whatever <laughs> she happens, says, she's like, there's a baby. No, they say they're still not sure if it's a baby. <laughs> just hilarious and then you're just like what what could it be what this film is quite funny I, I love those little things that they put in here it's so funny that she says they're not still not sure if it's a baby <laughs> the way the film is made I think is, is is quite similar to like the likes of Hairspray like John Waters well so I can see why you like it yeah there's a lot of uh, well, John Waters talks constantly about David Lynch, and uh, I'm listening to his book now, the latest one he wrote, and he talks about David Lynch a lot. Mm. And I think well, they come from a, a similar background of just having to do it yourself, and kind of refusing to do it the way that you're supposed to. Yeah. So they have a lot of like stuff like that with bad acting that they kind of own, maybe you know that they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, we're, I'm gonna turn it into something that's good and fits the film rather than try to battle it and make those people like you know emolt and be like. It's amazing actors. Mm-hmm. So they kind of take it in and do it their own way. So yeah, I think that kind of is similar in that way. It definitely is very much an auteur film. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's definitely one guy's vision of how this is supposed to work and how it's supposed to look like. And everything is made exactly like how he... Well, I guess budget constraints, but other than that, like, this is his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but it's, it's funny, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess it's funny in that kind of John Waters weird way. Yeah, uh, we were like, oh. Uh, and it's a written joke, yeah. <laughs> which is also a very Waters thing of just like, yeah, the, the jokes are so good. Like Waters says, like, yeah, the jokes, the jokes are supposed to be so good that they, they can just be played straight. Like, I don't want a comedy actor to try and make it funny. It's just supposed to be funny by itself. Yeah, works. Um, yeah, which is, which works. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he starts bleeding from his nose. Oh yeah, I guess a nosebleed. There we cut to the do baby. He, do you think he had an erection? Do you think that's why he had a nosebleed? That's a thing. Oh sure, yeah. Every time I have an erection, I have a nosebleed. Your nose just starts bleeding. Just because I started thinking about having an erection <laughs> yeah. that made me have an erection. Yeah. That's how it works. That's how it works. Look at this. You <laughs> say you don't know what I said. You don't know what I said. What could I say? What could I have said? You're gonna wonder, audience listener. I hope the editor deletes this whole episode. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> it might happen. You never know. Uh, might be gone. Anyways, okay. So we cut to the baby. Yeah. Baby, the star of the show. Wonderful little baby boy. Spermy boy. Uh, Spermy boy. Spermatozoon. I love that we start with seeing him like kind of in a pretty um, far away shot. You don't get a close up for a while. Mm -hmm. You just see Mary kind of doing some, yeah, feeding around the baby and just see his little weird fucking head and you're like, huh. What's that? (laughs) I see. But you can tell from far away that it's some kind of an alien. Yeah, it's some sort of mutant weird baby. Uh-huh. And then you cut to a close-up and... I don't know how they made that baby. It looks like Voldemort. 
It looks kind of like baby a baby Voldemort. Voldemort with like, but more like um, snake. Yeah, it's, it's like got a this snake head. His head is like kind of yeah. It's got it's, this it's beak thing, kind of. Kind of. It's thing. it's very prehistoric looking. Yeah, it looks. Uh, well, I think the thing is like it's supposed to be premature. Yeah, it's a premature thing. babies don't look like that. But they don't look like no. that. No, he's definitely more more alien. He's definitely yes, not a human. And you also only see his head kind of because uh, he's got a head and then a neck, and then that neck goes into like a circular shape that's in a bandage yeah. kind of. So you don't see what's inside; you just see his head. My favorite thing was looking at the baby um, on the table, and and just knowing that there is a human underneath puppeteering yeah. it. Like it's an looking amazing at the table, puppet. knowing it's a puppet. It's a fucking amazing puppet. Looks My favorite great. types of puppets in films, in old films, are the one where there's a person underneath the table. Yeah. Because it's just so stupid. Um, is it? <laughs> I don't know. It looks no, I great. Just always think, no, yeah, no, it works. But I also think it's so funny that there's just a person yeah. under the table. What? And the way they have to mask it, especially yeah. in older films, because it's yeah. harder to... I think it's great. I think they look great job. But no, it and works. Like, this film, especially this film, like the baby really works, especially considering it's such a low-budget film. It looks fucking weird yeah. and, and convincing in a weird way. You know, they did a good job yeah, it's, of it's making a, the baby. It's surreal, but it does have that weird quality to it that it feels like you can touch it. And you don't yeah. want to. No, definitely not. You don't want to touch no, that fucking you. baby. It's weird as shit. That's gross. Um, yeah, so that's where the film kind of starts being about Henry in the apartment and the baby. Yeah. That's kind of it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the main part of this film. That's what the film's about. The film's about Henry and the baby. Uh-huh. And Mary eventually is like, I'm leaving. Yeah. I've had enough. And then she spends a good 10 minutes trying to get her suitcase from under the bed. It's <laughs> great. And you're kind of like, what is she doing? Because she's just <laughs> pulling at something and then it's her suitcase. Uh, yeah. I'm just reading my notes, sorry. You should be. Yeah, so I, I guess the setup at the beginning is Mary kind of is close to the baby and Henry is like a little bit ambiguous, but he tries to like get to be friends with him first. Mm-hmm. I guess I think he's got like trying to do something, but then the first night comes and the baby fucking screeches. It doesn't even cry. The baby doesn't cry. The baby <coughs> makes a noise. Yeah. It makes that noise all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it all throughout the night. Yeah. Um, it is um, disturbing. Yeah. It taps into the fear that people, like women who want to have babies, have maybe of being like, "What if my baby comes out and it's fucking ugly?" Yeah, hundred percent. I have to love it still. Uh, what if it's deformed? This baby is not ugly; it's deformed. It's disgusting. It's a mutant baby, and like you know, it's uh, obviously a big thing and a very uh, hard topic in general. Like you know, uh, kids with disabilities and stuff like that. You know. But I think the fear, you know, not getting into that topic too much, but I think the fear of having something like that happen to you is it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And this definitely taps into it. And Mary is, I think Mary's, you know, trying her best. But I mean, it's also like this is a very sick baby. It's, it's wrapped up in bandages. Baby. Yeah, it's, it's, it's there's a lot of wrong things with that baby. Mm-hmm. Do you know I, know I have a deformity? What is your deformity? My dimple. Mm. Dimples oh, are deformities. Is it? Mm-hmm. Because it's uh, yeah. the muscle, I or the. I didn't even notice it very much. It's the muscles in your face yeah. being too short. Oh, gotcha. In one pace. So it oh. makes it But that's like a sweet thing. That's like nice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you write that deformity, yeah. That's cool. The, in, the, in the 50s, people would buy these machines that they put on their face <sighs> that would give them dimples. Fuck me. Mm. Would, would you say that the lady in the radiator has a. Um, dimple the opposite. The opposite of a dimple? She's just got really fat cheeks. 
<laughs> and not harassed cheeks. Though we haven't seen those. So. We don't see the harassed cheeks. She um, looks like she's got a lot of acorns in her. We'll mouth. get to the lady. Because so, <laughs> the, the introduction of her is wonderful. I'm going to eat this apple. Please do. Um, uh, that's a fake apple, but eat it. Um, I have a fake apple in the studio, yeah. You have a problem with that, audience? It doesn't smell like an apple. Well, who the funk? So, um, Mary is having a hard time uh, throughout the night because the baby wails like fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So Mary's like, "I'm gonna leave. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go back. You just take care of him mm-hmm. because I have to have a night of sleep." Yes. Which is a normal thing that parents, yeah. I guess, go through as well because babies are terrible and they cry and they ruin your fucking life and don't have kids. Yeah. Um, it's the wonderful shot where she takes off the the, the suitcase from uh, under the bed, and for a while you're like, "What the fuck is she doing?" Because she's got this weird face, and it's like, <laughs> then ah, the bed's just ah. moving. Also, <sighs> quite funny, a little bit unsettling. Uh, so she goes out, and Henry is there alone with the baby. Uh, that's when the chronology is gonna start getting really hard for me. So I'm gonna put up the wiki again, uh, which is now on spermatozoon. Mm. I'm gonna go back to eraser. <laughs> Yeah, I have that deep dive where I have to go. It said, the spermatozoon-like creature. And I'm like, well, what the fuck's a spermatozoon? Am I supposed to know what that is? It's just a sperm, right? All right. I guess so. It's the, yeah, it's, I guess we just call them sperms. But they're actually called spermatozoons, apparently. Yeah. Spermatozoon kind of sounds like a theme park. <laughs> uh, everybody's favorite. To ride favorite. down the fallopian tubes. I don't have a joke. Um, it's because you're not funny. I'm not, I know. Going back to improv classes, though. Maybe oh, it's really? going to help. Yeah. It's fun. March, yeah. Looking forward to it. That's exciting. Yeah. Maybe it's going to improve the quality of this fucking podcast. Are you paying them a million euro? Uh, yep. Good. That's how much I have. A million euros. You have a million euro now? I have a million euros. I mean, oh, not anymore because I paid it to the oh, improv yeah. people. Okay, fair. That's sad. <clears throat> I had a million, now it's gone. See that? That was perfect improv. Who says I need level two? Level one is all I need, baby. Get your million Listen back. Listen to this quality material. Get your Get million, million back, back. You idiot. Like, yeah, that's true. I already <laughs> have all the skills. Um, right. So now Henry is alone with the baby. And he has to take care of the baby. He, he does doesn't know. put on pajamas also. He just wearing his suit he just, and his pocket protector. That's, how, that's just bed. who he is. He, he sleeps like that. He's having a really hard time. He doesn't know what the fuck to do with the baby. The baby gets sick with that wonderful shot of the thermometer. He tries to check the baby's temperature with this weird thermometer. Mm-hmm. It gives us a number. I don't know what that number means. I think it says eight. Yeah. I don't know what that relates to. It's a scale of some sort. Um, but then it turns out the baby develops like weird things all over him. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do with that. And it's like... Yeah. And it's got a horrible mouth. Yeah. I really hated its mouth. Yeah. Um, of all things that I didn't like to look at in this film, it was the baby's mouth. Yeah. Yeah, the mouth. I really like, didn't ah. like it. He also makes weird noises. And it's kind I of don't cool. mind the weird noises. I do mind the mouth. Yeah. The mouth was really horrible. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not supposed to make you feel nice. I know. So, <laughs> um, I think around the time the baby gets sick, we get introduced to the lady in the radiator. Um, the only purely good thing i think in this film is the lady in the radio she is wonderful you think? yeah she's great she's like so um so, so so henry sometimes sits on his bed and looks at his radiator 
which uh, makes noises and also has a little stage inside it. Yeah. I don't know why. It's got a little stage inside the radiator. Do you think all radiators have a little stage inside them? I don't know. I never I looked so. uh, hard enough. So, it's not the, yeah, it's not the, there's no holes in your radiator. No. Um, Maybe they're at the top. But inside the radiator on the stage lives the lady uh, in the radiator. That's her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a 50s kind of styled star singer. Mm-hmm. And, Vaudeville. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. She has that kind of thing. And she's got those big cheeks that we talked about or the fungus or whatever that's growing on her face or whatever that is. And she smiles a lot. And when we meet her for the first time, she does a little dance. Mm-hmm. Well, the fungus has kind of grown on her in a way that it's supposed to look kind of cute. Like it's like cute. Yeah. It's like gross and horrible, but it's also like, you know, cutesy. It is very cutesy. And it's like, kind of looks like what Kendry's kind of escaped maybe from all the terrible things that are happening outside mm-hmm. and kind of a little bit in his head, kind of a little bit, maybe not, mm-hmm. but definitely like a thing that kind of maybe keeps him sane because it's the only like the lady in the radiator scenes are the only ones that are kind of not as terrible and disgusting. She's and just stuff. like singing. Yeah, she sings and she dances. I think she dances first and then she sings a song later on. Maybe. Um, she's got that. She's all white and kind of has that like nice vibe to her. She's got beehive sort of hair. Uh, she's very like innocent kind of style, mm-hmm. nice, uh, sweet uh, thing, and she's uh, very very cool. I like the lady in the radio. She smiles a lot. She smiles to him. She's kind of got this girly like hee hee thing. <coughs> very fifties, yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah, we have a little uh, bit of an intermission for this. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm gonna go back a little bit and say because I have it in my notes now that. When Mary is still in the apartment, they're sleeping together. She rubs her eye in a very disgusting way. Yeah, that was a weird thing. I she, knew you oh, wouldn't like that because you hate yeah. eye rubbing. Yeah, you shouldn't rub your eyes, everybody. Really, because that fucked me up. Um, I really don't think that's exactly what fucked. No, me no, up. no. But like, <laughs> if you if you have that thing and one in two thousand people have keratoconus, then it can make it worse. So don't be uh, trying it. <laughs> so just like stop rubbing your eyes. Um, it's gonna be better for you, anyways. Yeah, she rubs her eyes, and there's a horrible sound effect, and it, oh, zoom, it zooms in oh. on her eye. Oh, it's so disgusting. Really, I thought I was expecting like something to grow on her eye or something, yeah. but it didn't. It just was. That was just it. That was yeah, that whole the, the whole thing with like Mary in the bed. There's one more scene with her in the bed. Uh, it's very Cronenberg, like it's very like very bodily, like close. You're close to a body mm. that is diseased, or there's something wrong going on with it. That's very Cronenberg, like mm. kind of. That's how I kind of. Was that the one where she's from. like flailing like a chicken? Uh, I think that happens later, and then she kind of has those sperm things coming out of her. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's after she's come back. Later, yeah. yeah. At this point, time kind of stops making sense. Henry is like he doesn't know what day it is. Um, after he sees the lady in the radiator, I think we have the whole thing with um, the lady from next door who comes over to his place. And she's like, I locked myself out of my apartment. Can I sleep here? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, I don't know. My, my girlfriend might be coming back. And, and But like, he doesn't know what time it is or when or whether she's coming back. Is <laughs> it the next be. day? Is it the next day? Is it the previous day? What day is it? We don't know. Who knows? Nobody knows what day Nobody it is. Um, but anyways, Henry fucks the lady from <laughs> the next door because he's having a stressful time. Yeah, and in, the, in like a bath of milk. Uh, yeah, they, they go to the bed and then the bed turns into a bath thing that they submerge yeah. themselves into 
I, wa- I wasn't really sure what was going on at this stage. Uh, yeah. But the lady uh, next door, before they submerge themselves into it, she has a little look at the baby. Because uh, when she first comes in, Henry tries to like <laughs> cover the baby's mouth so that it doesn't make the, the weird sounds that he makes. He just puts the hand over the baby. <laughs> the mutant baby. Uh, but she does notice it right before they start. Uh, the sex. And uh, she's like, hmm. But she does it anyway. Yeah. Cool, good on her. When you're getting your bit, you're getting your bit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, then Lady in the Radiator sings a song. I just saw in your notes, it says in capital letters, she rubs her eye. Disgusting. (laughs) That is correct. That's why I came (laughs) back to it. Um, Yeah, okay. And then we have the the, the real vision starts. Because the... He has sex with the lady next door. There's no time and space anymore, kind of. We go back to the lady in the radiator, and she sings a song. Mm-hmm. And then after she sings the song, Henry comes up to, to I don't know, greet her or whatever. But he's th- suddenly he is inside this, the He's the somehow scene, gotten into the radiator. In the, in the radiator. He comes up to her, and uh, she turns for a little while into the man from the planet. Mm. which uh, seems to indicate to me that they might be like, you know, two spectrums of the same thing or like the, the kind of the force above or whatever. There's always somebody controlling everything in a Lynch film. Uh, there's always like a force above, you know. Mm-hmm. It can be like uh, the homeless guy in Mulholland Drive or uh, the guy without the name in Lost Highway. Like all those kinds of characters that seem to be kind of above the action of the film and kind mm-hmm. of are like a little bit controlling, like they know more. Well, you don't know what they know. Yeah. You know the same as the character inside you the film. You just thing. know they know more. Exactly. So the lady in the radiator man, the planet are kind of like that sort of character. So they kind of turn into each other. And then we have this weirdo fucking thing where a thing goes on the stage, which is like a tree? What is it? Is this before or after she stands on the sperms? Oh, she does. No, she does that during the It's like one of her dance. first performances. Yeah, yeah that's the, that's the yeah. first dance. She stands on some sperms and kind of kills them. They fall from the ground and she stands on them with glee. But like in a playful manner. It's like, yeah, oh, well, I'm yeah. going to kill that little sperm. I'm going to kill that little baby. Yeah. Alien baby. But that's what Henry wants. He doesn't want the baby. He wants the baby to be dead. Fair. That's his big thing. And that's absolutely fair. He didn't sign up for it. He didn't know what's going on. Mary didn't want the baby either. I'm not convinced that they had sex to make that baby. Because she's, she's just puking them out, so... Mm, I think yeah. they're just coming out of her. Well, Inexplicably. She, possibly. She, so she think you think that she's framing him? No, I think she just doesn't know what's going on either. Yeah, I don't think they either of them are very, very much similar to, to Spring Awakening. <laughs> where they they don't okay. even really understand what sex is and what the consequences of sex are. Yeah. There you go. Well they they definitely you know, it's not a I mean the film is kinda sexual, but not in a more in the biological kind of disgusting way of how you know sperm and stuff works and like yeah, there's a lot of sperm yeah, yeah it's very sexual it's and not that. sexy it's just sexual. yeah it's just sexual um but then after lady in the radiator sings a song um yeah weird tree go on stage a weird tree goes on the stage uh the tree is bleeding <laughs> um yeah it tree starts to bleed. There's a weird thing going on in the tree. But anyways, Henry's head falls off. <laughs> 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 Long to, story I was, I was trying to find, find a way to explain this in a way that's very maybe, but, but like at the end of the day, what happens is <laughs> Henry's head falls off in a very weird manner. Yeah. It is kind of out of nowhere, just like I said it now. 
And it is kind of upsetting and weird. But it makes a lot of sense because his head falls off and uh, the baby's head appears in his place. Yeah. Which is uh, like an image I remember very well from seeing it for the first time. And I remember that freaking me out. <laughs> and because that's like the... I like that because that's the emotional level kind of surreal thing of like... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it maybe it doesn't make directly make sense in the plot, but like you feel what that means. You don't need an explanation. It's true. You you f- you see the baby's head appearing in his in this in the space where his head should be, and you're like, <laughs> ugh, I get it. Gross. You don't want that. You don't want that baby to be you. You don't want to be the baby. You feel like the baby is taking over you as a person, and now you're a mutant baby and not a person. <laughs> My head is lying there on the floor. Goodbye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the very easy part of this. But then it turns out that that's not the end of that. Nope. <laughs> that's not the end of that. The head falls into the, the the pool of blood that the tree has made, as trees do. The head just falls into it. Yeah. And then down onto some concrete. Yeah. On the street. Don't know what to tell you. Yeah. That's what happens. And then a little child comes up. And takes the head. Does the head break in two? No. No. So the head, the... The head is just Henry's head, kind of. It's kind of decapitated. Yeah, it's just decapitated. Uh, there's an old guy and a kid uh, on the street. Uh, and the kid takes the head. Mm-hmm. And runs with it. And runs to a factory. And you're like, where is this going? <laughs> That's been going on for a while. And it's evidently to get, to get erasers made from the head. So he goes to a guy in a weird comedy scene. He goes with the head to a guy who's like behind a counter. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got this for you. And the guy screams at somebody like, an, I don't know, an intern. And then they go into a factory place. In the factory place, there's a guy who makes uh, pencils or something like that. And also erasers. So they come to him. They take off the top of uh, Henry's head, I think. And then they take some of his brain... Or something in his head. <laughs> the goo. The goo. And they turn it into erasers for pencils. And you have this like nice little sequence of how pencils, like erasers, go on to the pencil and stuff like that. And the guy by the machine says, yeah, it's good. I'll take it. <laughs> you think he's going to take the head? Do you think that's how they're made? Erasers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like actually a good point. I don't know if David Lynch was looking at a pencil one day and was like, how the fuck they make that? <laughs> There was no Google back then. So. There was no Google, so he had to come up with this instead. He was like, I guess that's how they're made. That makes mm. sense in my brain. But like, um, kind of makes sense to me that, you know, you are replaced by this thing that takes over your whole life. So you're the baby now. Mm-hmm. And then they take your head and everything you have and they do it and make it into something stupid. And razors are also made to, you know, take something away. rather Get than rid of mistakes. Yeah. So he's just being turned into like this absolute nonsensical thing that's just there to you know uh, destroy destroy things and it's sad and you kind of i don't know it's a long-winded sequence i can't find it sad because it doesn't make any sense well no we just talked about it that's the that's the point of it no i know but it's like it just i can't find it sad because i'm like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) it's also kind of funny (laughs) well exactly it's like what's happening this isn't sad it's just strange well but Okay, so you have this emotional backdrop of everything that's happening, and then the things are happening is just a reflection of that. 
What else do you need? I have to tell you, Matt, I don't find there's, there's an emotional backdrop but in But we this just film. talked about it. I, just I understand it. the concept, but yeah. I don't feel it when I watch it. Really? You don't feel like that somebody was really upset no. when they made it? Because I really feel it. I feel like someone was disturbed. Maybe really? not upset. I really feel like they were upset. I don't think they were disturbed because if you see Lynch and him talking about it, I think that's just kind of how he sees things. I don't think it's... I don't think this film is particularly trying to, I don't know, be like extra shocking or anything like that. It's just kind of weird. But that's the way he thinks about things, I think. I don't think there's a lot of like the John Waters thing of I'm going to do the most disgusting thing I can think of right now. Yeah. I don't think it's as conscious. I guess this is just men. Men? Yeah. Well, They deal with with difficult situations in disgusting ways. Usually by jerking off. It's it's not a miniature. (laughs) <laughs> but um i don't think that you know i think david as a filmmaker is just very david uh, your good friend david. my good friend david <laughs> uh there's been a thing that dropped on netflix which is a david lynch short film it dropped literally like a week or two ago it's called uh what does jack know i think what does he know um well jack is well, what did jack do sorry what oh. did jack do is the name of the short film what did he do well, um, I'm not going to tell you because that's oh. what the film is about. Uh, it's a monkey. Jack is a monkey. Oh. Uh, and he's being interviewed by the detective. That's train? David Lynch. Oh. Um, but they, they are at a train station. So there are trains going by. Uh, there you go. See, maybe maybe David Lynch was listening to a little bit of, a, of Whoa, the podcast. David. Although he did make that film in 2017. But still. Oh. Um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, the film is like, it's a 20 minute film. And David Lynch is interviewing this monkey. The monkey has like a, uh, I think his mouth like CGI'd onto it. So it talks and responds to it in a different voice. So he basically talks to himself as the monkey. And it's like a noir setup of like, there's been a murder and there are chicken balls and bananas. It's pretty oh funny God. and weird. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's not like the most amazing thing, but it's pretty cool. Um, um, cool. Yeah, so he, he did that. So he might be a fan of Detective Train. You never know. Mm. But in his filmmaking, he feels I, I feel like every time I see a David Lynch film, I think it's not very, it's not like you would be like a scholar approaching a film and like trying to dissect it. I think he's very much, uh, it's a very naturalistic kind of way to approach this. And just like this is how I feel and this is what I see, and I I don't have the need to explain it to myself. Yeah. I'm just gonna do it the way I feel it. I feel it and I see it. Mm-hmm. Which then makes it hard sometimes to interpret and to do all that stuff. And like Mulholland Drive especially has all those, you know, theories and things. And how does this go into that? And what does that mean? And all this kind of stuff. And I don't think David really thinks of that. It's that not way. made for like interpretation. Yeah, I, I mean, I it's think like, it, this is what's happening. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that the film doesn't make sense or the film is stupid or something like mm-hmm. that. It just means that it's, you know. It's a weird thing where it's like, I don't even think I watch it and think it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, I don't even... I kind of watch it and I don't really know what to think. But it's not exactly that I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because there's some kind of a sense and logic somewhere. There's a, there yeah. is a plot. There is a plot in this one, yeah. But it's just... It's quite... It's disjointed. But, like, I'm not unfamiliar with disjointed plots. Yeah. It's fine. And... I don't know. It's hard to... You kind of watch it and you don't really know what to think. Less so what's going on. You know what's going on. Yeah. But you're like, why? I think... Well, I don't know. Like, I the, the the world has its own rules, and I think it sticks by them. Like, it's not like completely random. I think it establishes what kind of world that is and what kind of stuff happens there, and sticks to it. It's got some real world stuff. It's got some non, you know, not that real world stuff going on. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. And, like, it sticks by it. And I don't know, like, I watch it and it makes sense to me. Like, I, I watch it and I'm like, oh, that's that's what that means. That's what, like, kind of that means to me. And it feels, uh doesn't even feel disjointed. It feels, if anything, it feels a little bit short and maybe, like, you know, not as polished as some of his later stuff, you know, because it still doesn't have the resources. It's his first film, well, yeah. stuff like that, you know. It's, it's clearly not as written out like as like Mulholland Drive which is like everything is kind of perfectly made and kind well of... it is a rom-com so well yeah obviously it's just easier to write and, you yeah know. easier to get budgeted uh, budgeting it's, it's really cool for that David Lynch made a, a lesbian rom-com in 2001 it's great good mm. for him is there uh, lesbians in it? <laughs> well now I can't watch it it's against the law oh I thought he had something about it against lesbians no you better not I'll do what I want. I've heard they're scary. Lesbians? Yeah. They're frightening. Very scary. A woman who doesn't need a man? What is this? Disgusting! <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> so, anyways, you said it used as uh, uh, erasers. Hence the title, Eraserhead. Welcome to the film. it's all coming together. And it's all coming together, and you're like, oh, I get it. But that's not the end, because Henry wakes up, um, and... There's a bunch of weird stuff happening. <laughs> he sees somebody get murdered outside his apartment. Yeah, Something so happens. um, so he slept with the thing and then with the lady across the street and then yeah. a rotor with the apartment block and then someone else sleeps with her and then someone I guess kills someone who she's sleeping with. Maybe is it Henry kills them? Like I don't know. I don't think so. Someone gets murdered at his side, his apartment anyway. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's Mary is back in the bed at some point. Yes, and she's going around like a chicken. She's like moving around under the bed, and the covers are over her, and her arms look like mm-hmm. chicken wings, yeah. like the pointy pointy yeah. things. Um, and that was strange. <laughs> that was a little bit strange. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then she starts puking out spermatozoons. Yeah, which are like going against the wall and like exploding on the wall, yeah, right? They're kind of just immediately exploding. It's pretty disgusting. Um, and then the baby. I think she leaves. She must leave again. She, and then, or, or she's just not there at the next shot. Yeah, and then uh, Henry yeah. is like, "Hmm, I'm gonna cut but the baby bandages open." Yeah, uh, Henry is like, I think I had enough. <laughs> He's like, what's going on under these bandages anyway? And yeah. he opens them and it just is all the baby's organs. Yeah, there are all his organs within like the bandage. So they kind of like open up along with the bandages. It opens like a book. It opens like a book. It's uh, quite disturbing. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's strange. It's very strange. And, I like the film. Uh, yes. Um and then he takes the scissors and murders the baby. Yeah, it just like cuts one of his organs. Cuts and off. it just kind of oozes. It oozes. It's disgusting. That is also very Cronenberg-like. Mm. And I was like, wow, I, I was very surprised that I didn't remember this. Because <laughs> I did not remember him killing the baby oh, and all really? the like, bloody stuff happening. Oh, weird. Which is weird because it's so... Yeah, it also looks quite uh, disgusting. The, the baby starts to kind of turn into expanding foam. Ugh, yeah, it's like carpenters foaming. use to fill up yeah. walls. Um, and it just like... Well, you let us know at least. Yeah, it just kind of fills up. Yeah. With uh, the room fills up with like expanding foam. Yeah. So then, 
Um, there's a shot where the baby has a giant head and it just peeks around the room. Yeah. And that's quite funny. That's quite funny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that head is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, that's like, that's, honestly, you don't know it yet, but that's the ending sequence of the film. Yeah. That's, the film is ending because the channel is dead. Um, yeah, and then you, we come back to kind of like the planet stuff. I think we see the man on the planet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's, his lever, lever is like kind of break down. Uh, yeah. yeah his, his machine is kind of breaking down. And yeah, I think it just ends with with uh, Henry approaching the lady in the radiator, uh, and they're kind of together, and everything turns white. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, That's it. the film. That's the film, which I think is <clears throat> a good ending. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's good because it ends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a good ending because like it seems to be like Henry finds some sort of peace, even though it's like probably for murder <laughs> of a child. Yeah, deserved. Well, you know, there. Are, I guess there, there are different ways you can approach this film and be like, yeah, maybe the the child is not an actual child, and maybe the child is more of a, you know, the things that are wrong with him, or you know, stuff like that. Mm. Maybe the part of him that he doesn't like very much. You know, there, there are different probably Alien ways. Babyness. Ways you can approach that in different ways. You know. Um. Yeah. Cool. Mache. <laughs> that's me that's dying, me I'm dying to hear your answer to this eraser head yeah fuck can't kill great thank you for asking you're welcome well my fuck is easy uh, it's an easy film to, to get the fuck I am fucking the lady in the radiator I see uh, like her a lot like her style um, she's not like the sexual object of this film but you know I prefer to have sex with somebody who's you know well put together and uh, seems to enjoy life, not a really like hard time. yeah, exactly. It's actually nice. I, I'm gonna fuck her. Okay. Um, yeah, she'll probably give me a smile. That's <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So fucking lady in the radiator. I'm gonna haunt uh, the man uh, in the planet. Okay. Um, because you know he's got all the control. I just want him to have some perspective you know he pulls those levers makes all those kids appear how's it feel yeah how's it feel what if we gave you a mutant baby you little fucking guy what would you do what'd you do would you murder him as well huh ever think of that (laughs) planet man beat him up Mm -hmm. um yes and i'm gonna kill uh the mom okay because uh she's scary (laughs) uh the, the the mom is always the scariest Mm. Um, that's fair your girlfriend's mom is scary mm. uh, so I'm gonna murder her okay hey Abby excellent yes uh, you know that film Razorhead that you love Unfortunately. your favorite film yeah favorite oh, film so Razorhead uh huh so good uh fuck on kill so I think the I think the only option I can go for for fuck is just to fuck David Lynch Sure, I would love that. Like, I'm into it. He's very attractive. Mm, I um, like So, I'm just going to have to fuck David Lynch, because I really am not interested in having sex with any of the characters in this film. Do you think, while you're fucking David Lynch, you, find, you think he might explain to you what he wanted to do with a razor head? I don't want him to talk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. If I would fuck David Lynch, and I would like to, then I would, <laughs> then I would like him to talk all the way through. <laughs> oh, well, No. <laughs> Um, especially not I mean if he's gonna talk I would rather he didn't talk about uh, what he was trying to do with the razor head um, during sex I don't really think that that's uh, I think sexy you're, I think if you're having sex with David Lynch then you want that kind of stuff to happen 
I don't. You don't want to have normal say. sex with David Lynch. It doesn't have to be normal, but it doesn't have to be him describing this movie to me because I don't want to ever think about it again. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna haunt the mm-hmm. mother because she's a bitch. Ooh. Um, no, she's just very not nice. She's yeah, kind of crazy. She's, she's, she's kind of crazy. That is correct. Yeah, um, she's probably the most like I don't know. Like, I don't know if she's an evil character, but she's definitely like the. She's kind of evil. Yeah, kind of. Like you can kind of get that she's not like pure evil or whatever. Cause she's she not very nice to Mary. But she's not very nice to anybody. She's yet. not very nice to the to Henry, which is kind of fine because she thinks that Henry got Mary pregnant. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Mary doesn't deserve the abuse. That's true. Yeah, Mary's just a poor poor girl who's confused. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm gonna kill the baby. Fair. Because Henry was right. He was right. That baby needs to die. That baby is... I mean, I don't know. It's just a baby. We did miss the part where the baby laughs at Henry. <laughs> the baby is laughing at Henry what for... I think, I think Henry is trying to get out of the apartment to go somewhere. But mm. the baby keeps like bringing him back. And at some point, it just laughs at him. <laughs> like a fucking asshole. <laughs> Which is, I'm sure, you know how you feel a lot of the time when you actually have a baby. And... Yeah. You feel like the There's... baby is just mocking you for trying to take care of it. <laughs> Jesus. It has to be terrible to have a child. I know. Oh. And we both were children. I know, yeah. Well, everybody, I guess you could say, was a child. Yeah. Except for David Lynch, who was born like this. Yeah. Same as it ever was, you might say. Because he was in Talking Heads. I don't want to cry. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Well, that's not a bit that I thought we were going to have during this podcast, but I guess here we go. That's our bit. Um, my final thought is, um, I miss David Lynch. I haven't seen a David Lynch film in a while, and uh, God, did that work for me. I was just like, God, I... Sometimes you revisit something you like when you were a teenager, and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't know if that works anymore. A lot of Burton is like that for me, mm-hmm. uh, I fear. Or like, I, I go back and see a Tim Burton film again. Like, I saw Beetlejuice, and I was like, oh, I don't know about that. It's kind of fun, but like it doesn't really work for me the same yeah. way. But this, I came back and I was like, oh, this is this is actually as good as I remember it being. Mm. I, I still like it very much. It still works for me. I still think it's, it's nothing like it. Um, I still think that David Lynch is kind of special. And, you know, the, when, when I went to college, David Lynch was kind of... He was kind of the reputation of a guy of like, oh, he's the weird artsy guy for the masses. You know, he's like mm. a, a poor man's Buñuel or something like that, oh. you know. Um, and I think he had that reputation for a while, maybe in like the more, you know, artsy fucking uh, college-educated uh, environments. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense because he's American and he's a white guy, so yeah. it's like, whereas Bunuel is not exactly. Yeah. So it's you know, and I'm, you know, I, I don't want to say that Lich is as good as Bunuel. Like you know, he's a very special guy who kind of invented surreal cinema, so he's mm. not really. I don't know you think you can ever compare surreal exactly. cinema and say one person does it better. Yeah, it's, it's very different, I guess, mm-hmm. in the end. And I think David is doing his own thing. and um, I, uh, yeah, nobody like it. I hope he keeps making films. I, uh, I need to catch up on, on the Twin Peaks stuff and, and the return, especially. We um, support you, David. But, well, well, Abby's not, I guess. I'll fuck you, though. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, okay, so... Next week. Next uh, week. What are we going to do next week? Next week. There's a special day coming up. Ooh, special day. What is it? Um, what is it, Abby? It is the Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day? St. Valentine himself. It is his day. Oh, it's the, it's the holiday of what? What do you celebrate? The holiday of kissing. Kissing? Um, 
Yeah. You have a holiday. It's a holiday you spend with um, with your loved ones, you might say. Huh. But the loved ones that you get into bed with. Oh. Do a little bit but, of kissy kissy. Oh, okay. I see where, where you're getting at. But Abby. Yeah? Love is not real. So why did they make a holiday? Well, I'm not sure. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, in support of, of the wonderful... Uh, Valentine's Day Day. Mm-hmm. Um, which is on February 14th. Which is on February 14th every year, and this year too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to watch a special film um, that you should also watch with your significant other. We're going to watch the popular rom-com Mulholland Drive. If you want to do it. I guess it composes a... No, uh, we're not. No, you don't want to do it. <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat. We're like, watching... I have Mulholland Drive on DVD in my room. I'll bring it here. We can watch it right now. And I'd be so fucking excited. No, we're watching The Loved Ones. Yeah, we're watching a different film. It's I an think. Australian film. Uh, it's an Australian film. Uh, the Loved Ones by uh, Sean Byrne. Uh, not David Byrne. <laughs> not the guy from The Talking Heads. Not the guy who made this movie, Eraserhead, and also is uh, Exactly. Heads. Not that guy. Uh, he's... I think one of the more interesting horror directors uh, living now and producing new films, uh, Loved Ones. Uh, it's a great film to watch with your significant other or your mom or, you know, somebody who's special for you. We'll both watch it alone. We'll both watch it alone because we're lonely people. I mean, Abby's not. I am. Mm. I'm alone in uh, physicality. Yeah, physicalities. Yeah, Parker is far away. Mm. I think you can fly him in for, for the loved ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just to watch that specific film. <laughs> um, it's better to keep men at a distance. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, That's yeah. What we're going to watch. Hey, we're going to watch that. Um, I'm not going to tell you anything about You don't know what the film is about, right? <laughs> uh, I've seen it already. Oh, vague idea. So it's, uh, it's a film. We're going to have some opinions, I'm sure. Are they Australian? Do they have Australian accents in it? Yeah. That's pretty disappointing. Mm. It's disappointing that Samara Weaving is not in it. That is also disappointing. I don't know if I've ever heard her speak with her actual voice. Yeah, that would be kind of nice to see her in an Australian film. But, um, cool. Yeah, that's it. Fuck it. Uh, Razorhead. Loved ones. Bye, everyone. Hey, goodbye. Thank you for listening. We have a website. You can go and and find us at fhkpodcast.com. We have an Instagram. We're going to take all of this because Abby started eating already. She doesn't care about the podcast. It's just me. I'm fucking holding this shit together. Um, we have an Instagram account, handle FHK Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, wherever you're listening to this now, I guess there's a subscribe thing. You can click it and then you're going to hear us again next week talking about loved ones. That's how it works. It's a podcast. And we're going to tell you we're going to fuck them. Because we love talking about fucking. Oh, Mucho sex.